Welcome to Questions That Matter, a podcast of the C.S. Lewis Institute, where we seek to pursue discipleship of the heart and mind. Uh, I'm Randy Newman, your host, and I'm delighted that today my conversation partner is Mike McKinley. Mike is the senior pastor of Sterling Park Baptist Church. He's written a number of books. We've had Mike on before discussing his book, Am I Really a Christian? Today, we're going to talk about his newest, most recent book, Friendship with God. Mike, welcome back to Questions That Matter. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Well, Mike, you've written a book that at several points, uh, as I was reading it, I I just loved it. I've been wanting to get into John Owen's book, Communion with the Triune God, for many years, several people have recommended it. You've told me that it's one of the most important books that you've read in your life. And so I, I've just been wanting to and have been daunted and intimidated by the book. Um, I've made it all the way to page 17 <clears throat> a few times and have stopped. Wow. Um, soon I will continue. But your book is uh, helping people like me get into Owen and you've titled it Friendship with God. And it it was really very, very helpful for me. And I, I really wanted to let people know about it. So how how did you get into John Owen? And what was it that led you to write this book? Yeah, I would I would say like for um for some decades of my life, I was a collector of John Owen books rather than a reader of them. Uh, because uh, it was one of those things where if I was in a bookstore, I would uh, maybe a, a used Christian books, that kind of thing, I would I would see a copy of Owen and I'd be like that. I know that's really good. And I would grab it and I would put it on the shelf. And, uh, but it was, it was like you said, I used the word daunting and that's, I think uh, a good word. Like Owen can be hard to read. Um, and so, uh, probably about seven, eight, nine years ago, I was uh, getting ready to go off on a sabbatical that my church had graciously uh, given me. And I was standing in front of my bookshelves trying to figure out, okay, given that I have time to read and reflect and think, what is it that, um, would be most sort of profitable uh, to to read, and my eyes lit on Owen's communion with God, and I thought, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time talking about the Bible, telling people about Jesus, thinking about Jesus, praying, and things like that. But I, um, you can you can do all of those things in a way that um, somehow bypasses communion with God, and as I thought about it. I was like, I'm not even sure I know exactly what communion with God means. Like it's definitely a religious sounding word and it's kind of thing a pastor should know, but I was like, I'm not even sure what that exactly is pointing at. And so I took, I took Owen's book and I, um, I forced myself to, uh, to work through it. And it, it really was life-changing for me, Mm. the the insights, the, the, the beauty of it. Um, and so that's how I I got into, I've read the book several times since then it's become Mm. outside the Bible, probably the most, uh, influential uh, book that I've read in terms of shaping my my relationship with God. Man, well, and I remember you're telling me this with with those kinds of uh, superlatives, and I thought I I've got to go, I've got to try it, um, and I and I do hope to, but I have a feeling I may need what you said was an extended period of time where okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this and. Am I correct that um, you 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 chipped away at it small chunks at a time? Is that or I'm jumping ahead to advice you would give to anybody listening who says, "Okay, I want to read this book." 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. I mean, it, it, it rewards a slow, slow read with a pencil in hand. I mean, it's not, it's not impossible to read. It's not written in, you know, Latin or something like that, where you're just, you have no shot unless you know the language, but it is, it is, um, uh, it is dense, digressive, you know, uh, I think it, at one point, you know, I said something like, Oh, and he never explains anything in 10 words. If he can use a hundred, yeah. he's not super <laughs> concerned with, you know, uh, following a, a distinguishable outline or, you know, even where chapters break and things like that. And so it is a little bit like being along uh, for a, like a glorious ride in John Owen's brain. Um, mm. So, <laughs> yeah, but I think it rewards a slow, careful read and you do get better at it. I, I found even working on this book, I spent, felt like I spent a lot of time with Owen. And by the end I was like pretty, pretty comfortable with how he, how he writes and what his, his language sounds like. So it, it does get better, but it is, you know, realistically, it's not something most people are going to pick up and, and jump into. Yeah, nice. And I'll have a, a link in the show notes to a new edition, fairly new edition. Um, uh, Crossway published it, and uh, Kelly Capick and Justin Taylor have helped us with just, I, I think, updating a few of the obscure vocabulary. And so uh, that's the edition to go for. Um, all right, so let, let's talk about the content of it. You say early on in the book that you're making a distinction about this concept of friendship with God. And you said, um, we are talking about something different from that new status that we have in Christ. We're talking instead about our daily awareness, experience, and enjoyment of that new status. And um, that was helpful for me. Okay, we're... we're there's so many wonderful, and you you rehearse them well, of what our new status is, what our new identity is, what our new, uh, our, um, our standing with God that is fixed and firm because of the finished work of the cross. But then there's the daily experience and enjoyment of it. So um, that, that flowed all the way through your book of this is what we're talking about. But say more about that. How did how did you start seeing the distinction there? Yeah, I think it's it's a really helpful um, distinction. You know, Owen makes it early on in his book between the union we have with God and the communion we have. Ah, good. Um, and so, you know, if you're in Christ, you are in Christ. You are united to Him. Uh, all that all that He has is yours. You are you are sanctified. You are adopted justified. All of that is the one-sided work of God done in your life. And you can't change it. You can't lose it. You can't mess it up. You don't contribute anything to it. And so that's, you know, that's sort of the, the, the big piece you have to be, you know, put in place. I think where Christians sometimes get confused is they think, okay, so my, my communion with God, my, my friendship with God, my relationship with God is, is like that. Like I, I just need to sit back passively and, mm. and if I try to do anything, that's, that's presumptuous and that's, you know, sort of works based religion. What Owen, I think so helpfully points out is that yes, that union that we have with God is his one-sided work that we don't contribute to at all, but our communion with God, our, our sort of daily experience, our friendship is actually something God invites us to participate in and mm -hmm. to experience. And we can actually, we can actually feel that, um, like strengthen and weaken, you know, based on how we, how we respond. There are times when I'm, I'm uh, communing with God, I'm experiencing friendship with God 
less uh, because of perhaps sin in my life or you know neglect of certain responsibilities. There may be times in God's grace, and I think most Christians would would uh, you know attest to this, where you feel like that relationship with God is, is extremely close and and mm. intense mm-hmm. and and full of joy, and so that has to be distinguished. Like your your status as God's child has never changed, um, but there are different. There's sort of different seasons of our of our relationship with God and the feeling and enjoying that status, mm-hmm. and that's really what the book is about. Like how how do we how is the Bible described that we're meant to carry out that sort of direct relationship, particularly? And I think you know you mentioned you know with the triune God, and that's really the genius of Owen's um, book is that he's he's pointing out what that relationship that we have looks like directly with the Father, directly with God the Son, and directly with God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, let's dive into that because your book is structured that way because Owen's book is structured that way. And uh, that is the reality of the God that we love and serve. Uh, He is one God, but he is a triune God. And so you, well, following Owen, you're saying there's, there's there's different emphases in the way we relate to the Father versus the Son versus the Holy Spirit. And I, th- I think you do a very good job of saying these are not these watertight compartments and this is the only way. But given what scripture does seem to emphasize, there's a, and you use the word, and, and maybe it's Owen's word, there's, there's a medium through which we connect to the Father. There's a medium through which with the Son and then with the Holy Spirit. Um, t- tell us what you mean or what Owen meant or what both of you mean. <laughs> We're going to stop doing that. Is that we're just going to talk, okay, um, about the medium. What, what? Give us how do how do we think about that before we then talk about the three different mediums? Yeah, that, that's a that's a really helpful insight. I think that that Owen draws out is he's 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 pointing out that um, this idea of a medium is that our our relationship with God the Father, with God the Son, with God the Spirit. Um, is is based in a, a certain um, a certain subject or a certain uh, emphasis. So I think um, the example I use is it, a medium is the is basically the thing around which your relationship is centered. So mm-hmm, you know if mm-hmm. if you have a if you go to the dentist, yours the, the medium of your relationship with your dentist is your teeth, right? <laughs> if you go to the mechanic, it's your car. You might talk about other things, but basically you're there because of your teeth. You're there because of your car. That's the thing that's sort of going on between you two. That's the, that's the basis of your interaction. And yeah. so Owen is, is trying to draw out of scripture, the fact that there seem to be these emphases in the way that the father wants to relate to us and wants us to relate to him. There seem to be this sort of emphasis in how uh, the Lord Jesus is said to relate to us and we relate to him and, and also with the Holy spirit. And so um, when it comes to our relationship with God, the father, that, that medium is his love. So God, the father particularly seems the Bible tells us wants to relate to us in love. Uh, When it comes to the Lord Jesus, the medium of our relationship is his grace. And then with the Holy Spirit, it's his comfort. Mm -hmm. So it's certainly true. Those aren't the only things. uh, And as you kind of pointed out, there's, there's overlap, right? We can't think about the father's love without thinking about the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But, but Owen's saying like, these are kind of the main thrusts. And, and when, when we learn to kind of, see those things and and relate to God, you know, the triune God according to those things, we see our our relationship with him strengthened. Was that 
when you first read that in Owen, was that revolutionary for you? Because reading it in your book was revolutionary for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think just that idea that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm meant to have a relationship with each person of the Trinity directly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I probably would have said that was true, uh, but I don't think I really knew um, what it looked like to actually experience that and carry that out uh, really directly beyond maybe just sort of praying to each person of the Trinity. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it was hugely helpful to me to begin to identify, oh, you know, in this moment where I'm experiencing comfort, I'm, I'm communing with, I'm, I'm having friendship, I'm experiencing my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And um, when I'm sort of, um, when I'm able to trust God's love for me, uh, or you know, when I'm overwhelmed by the grace of Christ to me, like those are, those are ways I'm experiencing that relationship with, with each person of the Trinity. So yeah, to answer your question, it was, it was hugely uh, helpful to me. Are you interested in learning more about our triune God? The C.S. Lewis Institute award-winning website has some excellent resources that can help you with that. So go to www.cslewisinstitute.org, sorry for all those letters, and type in triune God in the search bar. You'll find articles there by Tom Schwanda, Kevin Van Hooser, Andy Bannister, Stephen Iyer, and others that can help you deepen your understanding of our great and magnificent triune God. Several times while reading your book, um, I kept reflecting on that last verse of 2 Corinthians, the, the benediction we hear at the end of many, many church worship services, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And uh, sadly for me, and I think for many people, that becomes almost like this, uh, just this cliche or, you know, yeah, this is what we say at the end and it's okay, the yeah. service is coming to an end. Time for um, and, and And, but to reflect on each of those phrases, and again, that's what Owen does, spelling it out with hundreds and hundreds of words, and again, because these are emphasized and repeated in Scripture, uh, I, I, I'm finding that to be um, uh, something that's helping me grow in that kind of uh, that intimacy. Um, I, I didn't know where you were going to go or where Owen went um, with the Holy Spirit. So it's like I read the section about the love. Okay, yep, got it. Uh, uh, the Son, the grace. Okay, where's he going to go with the Holy Spirit? And you didn't quite spell it out in the first paragraph. I thought, oh, good, good device by the writer, uh, uh, sustaining my attention. And I, and I was trying to guess. I was like, where, where does he go? Is it about the power of the Holy Spirit? Um, uh, is it the, the, the indwelling? And uh, yes, all of those are biblical themes for sure. But, but where you went, where Owen goes, is uh, the comfort um, born out of that that name he's given of the other comforter. And I, I also felt like that was slightly revolutionary for me because I think, if I'm honest, I've always thought of the Holy Spirit mostly as a power source. And, okay, there's basis for that. Uh, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, sure. 
but but it was a very impersonal thing. It was almost like a, I don't know a jetpack that I put on my back or something, or a, something I plugged into a, an energy. Of, um, and so comfort is a very personal uh, experience and 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 perspective. And I, I found again that was very very helpful. Can you can you say more about that? And how how has that worked out in your own life? The comfort of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I think um, you put your finger on something um, uh, amazing there. And Owen, Owen is you know perhaps the great theologian of the Holy Spirit in the English language. You know, he's mm. volumes and you know uh, dedicated to it. And in fact, in in communion with God, he even says, "Look, I'm going to be brief here when it comes to the Holy Spirit because I've written so much in other places uh, <laughs> on this." And then and then he's not really all that brief, but um, <laughs> uh, like any good preacher, you know, my my congregation jokes that that I have like seven conclusions to every sermon. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he makes the point, he says, look, the Holy spirit is, is described as having many activities in our lives. So you mentioned power, you know, uh, sanctification, uh, conviction of sin, regeneration, right? We see the spirit active in, in a lot of ways, but, but Owen insists kind of throughout the book that, that those things are, are valuable and they're delightful, but they're not the way we actually, sort of carry out our friendship with the Holy Spirit. It's mm. it's in his mm. role as our as our comforter. Because as you mentioned, you know, the you know, praise God for the regenerating work of the the Holy Spirit in our lives, but but that's not like that's not how we relate to him now. Mm. We relate to him mm. as regenerated people, but it's we're not constantly going back and being regenerated over and over again. Ah, um, good, good. Instead good. what what the way we experience the the spirit and his sort of friendship with us and the way we um sort of return that friendship to him is, is in his, in his comfort. And uh, there's this, you know, in, in John's gospel, you know, the very end of right before the the crucifixion, you know, Jesus tells his disciples, look, in this world, you're going to have all sorts of trouble. Like they're going to, like basically anybody who kills you thinks they're going to be doing God a favor and mm. you're going to be persecuted mm. and handed over to the authorities. And by the way, I'm leaving. And you can just imagine like the disciples are like, wait, what? You know, because basically <laughs> up until this point in the narrative, Jesus has been the solution to every one of their problems, right? If, yes. you know, boat sinking, Jesus has got it. We're out of wine. Jesus has it. We don't have any food. Jesus has it, right? And so, you know, at every point, you know, things are bad. Jesus has it. And now Jesus is like, look, things are going to get really bad and I'm going away. Mm. And you can imagine the disciples are just like, what are you talking about? But he says, it's actually better that I go mm. because if I don't go, I can't send you the comforter. Mm. And so Jesus, you know, if we take him at face value, he's not being falsely modest there, being like, you know, guys, I know it's great, but like, you're going to love the Holy Spirit. He's, <laughs> he's actually, he's saying, actually, no, I, I have to go. And it's better for you because having the Holy Spirit, having the, the sort of indwelling presence of the spirit of Christ hmm. to comfort you is, is actually better. Jesus is saying than having the physical presence of hmm. Christ uh, hmm. on earth. And so, you know, if we take that seriously, like we see, oh, actually the, like the spirit's ministry of, of comfort to us, particularly in times of, of trouble and difficulty, you know, at which, you know, of which this life is full, um, is a, is a beautiful gift, uh, to us and, and is the, the sort of medium to use Owen's language of our relationship with him. Now, um, uh, the, the beauty of a recorded interview is, is that if I ask you a question that you really don't want to answer, you could say, no, let's not do that. And then we'll, we'll edit it out and people will never know. So, so what I just said may never make it, but, but I'm, I am going to put you on the spot. How, how have you seen this working out in your life? This, 
friendship with God. So, I mean, you've told us about reading the book and rereading the book, but where have you seen either the love of God the Father or the grace of the Son or the comfort of the Spirit where, in in a, in a daily experience? And, and I, I, I'm going to push it a little further. Um, so not just during a time of worship, you really felt closer to God. Okay, but have you seen it working itself out in some very practical ways? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's the other sort of half of the of the equation, for lack of a better term. So, you know, we've talked a lot about what God has done for us or, or, or God's love, God's grace, God's comfort. Um, you know, Owen describes communion. And so I've I've grabbed that word. So the, the the way that I wrote the book was to try to make it as accessible as possible, mm-hmm, like as many mm-hmm. people as possible. So yep. I found that I was using these insights from Owen in my ministry a lot and mm. just thought, you know, it'd be so great if we just had like a, a simplified, you know, clear version. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of aiming to make it as accessible to, to any Christian uh, as possible. So I thought the word communion sounds sort of daunting and, and, Mm-hmm. mysterious but, mm-hmm. but really what Owen's talking about is a relationship and a friendship mm-hmm. um and and I thought okay well that's that's we all have friends or you know at least understand the concept of friendship and so um Owen makes this this really helpful sort of um definition where he defines what communion is and he says it's it's basically God communicating himself to us so the father uh showing us his love you know the the son showing us his grace, the, the spirit bringing us his comfort. And then, so that's, that's one half of the equation. And then Owen says, and it's an hour making suitable returns to him mm. of that, which he accepts and approves. And so, and that's again, where it's different than our union with God, right? Union God does unilaterally. And I'm just a passive actor uh, or non-actor when it comes to my friendship with God, my communion with God, I actually am called on to, to receive what God's given me and then make a return to him. And ah. so to answer your question, how have I seen this in my life? It's been, it's been really helpful to see, um, okay, what's my role and my responsibility in sort of returning to God mm. that which he accepts and approves, mm. to use Owen's, Owen's language. And, uh, and, and a lot of things, you know, uh, no surprise, you mentioned a worship service. It's, it, we're, we're not inventing some like new religion here. Like it's, it's the things you probably already, if you've walked with, Christ at all. Like you've probably already figured these things out. It's, Mm. it's reading his word, right? Because that's how God speaks to us. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's praying to him, right? Speaking, Mm. speaking back to him. It's, it's worship and delight. It's obedience, uh, even it's service, those kinds of things. Um, you know, certainly participating in the life of the church, right? If, if the church is the body of Christ, if it's the temple of the Holy spirit, then I'm expecting that a lot of my sort of relationship with God, the son and God, the spirit is going to be in the context of his, of his people, loving them, being loved by them, serving them. Um, it's coming to the the Lord's supper, right. And having like, you know, we call it communion for a reason, right. Fellowship ah, yes. with Christ nice. by faith, hearing God's word preached and understanding, okay, this is God speaking to me. Right. And so just like in any friendship, like Randy, you and I've been friends, um, you know, for a while. And, and as I think about our friendship, I think, of the times we sat across a table from each other and just 
you told me what was going on in your life and I told you what was going on in my life and you gave me mm -hmm. really great advice that has mm -hmm. helped me and and I prayed for you because you know of whatever was happening and so mm -hmm. Owen is saying like actually that's what our friendship with God looks like he he communicates mm -hmm. of himself to us he tells us here's who I am here's here's what I here's what pleases me here's what I've done for you here's what I want you to do and then we we return to him and we thank him we love him we praise mm -hmm. him we we open our hearts to him. Um, and so it's, in that sense, it's not that different than, you know, it's, it's definitely different in that it's, it's God. It's not another human being you're relating to, but, but God's given us sort of human friendship so that we have a pattern. We have a sense of what this ought to look like. Um, and so for me to answer your, I guess, to get long answer to a short question, I think beginning to identify some of those things I was already doing as, Oh, this is the way God wants me to, to sort of return his love to him and to mm. live out my, you know, I'm not, I'm not just coming to the Lord's supper for, because that's what Christians do. I'm, I'm coming because this is one of the ways God's given me to express my, my love and my friendship uh, yeah. towards him. And that's, yep. that's been, um, and particularly with the Holy spirit, I kind of begin to identify moments in my life that I don't know that I would have been able to say, Oh, this is like, this is the Holy spirit, like bringing me comfort, bringing me, like peace in this moment. And, and so I'm able to pray and, and delight in the Holy spirit and be grateful for his work. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, so the book was really helpful for me, both in giving me some sort of ways to think about friendship with God, but also identifying ways that I probably was already doing it and just didn't know that, that that's what was happening. I'm very excited to tell you about a new resource we're working on at the C.S. Lewis Institute. It's going to be a series of relatively short articles that answer challenging questions to the Christian faith. So less than a thousand words, which is like the front and back of one piece of paper, maybe even less than that, of questions like, why does a good God allow evil and suffering? And isn't Jesus just like all the other religious people and aren't all religions the same? And uh, the, the questions that people are likely to ask us if we get into some really good, deep conversations with them. And it's going to be a growing resource. There'll be a new, um, a, a new topic and a piece of paper, basically, uh, for you to read and, and share with non-believers. So check it out. It's going to be, if it's not already, it will be at cslewisinstitute.org slash resources dash category slash challenging questions. Or if that's just crazy, go to cslewisinstitute.org and search for questions. I sure hope that'll help. Thanks. You know, I, um, I, I thought several times and uh, have have kind of brought this into my daily experience of, um, you, you mentioned a number of places of, of the way we return back to God, uh, our friendship, our communion is through obedience. And uh, several places you say that, that God gives us commandments um, out of his love for us because he knows what is best for us and violating his commandments or being disobedient is harmful to us. It, it's it's bad for us as individuals, as people connected to other people. Um, you have one place where you talk about the doctrine of grace and how sometimes people see that as, oh, well, hey, I, I can do anything I want. 
And you, uh, you say that you write that the doctrine of grace may be turned into wantonness, unrestrained sin, uh, but the principle cannot. The doctrine of grace might be, but the principle cannot. That is to say, and now you're uh, translating for us, um, while some people can twist the idea of God's love into an excuse for sin, the real experience of God's love makes us want to please him rather than indulge our sinful desires. That's that's very, very helpful. And I, I, I've had that echoing uh, at moments of temptation. Well, yeah, I could, I could do that. And yeah, I'll be forgiven. You know, but, but, but no, there's a reason God tells me not to go in this direction of anger or lust or jealousy or whatever. It's, <clears throat> it's no, the, the, that would be bad for me. Uh, not, not just bad for my communion with God. It, it's bad for me as a as a person, as as a man, as an individual. Um, so so again, Owen spells that out. You've helped us uh, grasp it. Are there any other I don't know practical, tangible things you think we can be doing as our part of the friendship? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think you put your finger on something on something really helpful. You know, I, I think as we think about a relationship with God or a friendship with God, you know, we might be tempted to um, pit that over and against things like obedience and service, and think, well, you know, that those things are kind of opposed to a, a relationship of love. But I, I, I actually think if you look at your own relationships, it it actually. It, you, you probably see pretty clearly that, that it's not, you know, so as I think about like my wife, I love my wife and I do things to try and please her all the time, right? Like I bring her flowers occasionally. I, you know, I cut my hair the way she likes it because oh. not, not because she wouldn't love me if I didn't, but because I love her and want to please her. Right. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so it's not, I don't feel this sort of heavy burden to, to do yeah. things that please her, but I actually, actually want to please her. I, I, I want to make her happy because I, I love her. And so in the same way, as I get to know my heavenly father better, I learn the things that please him, right? Which you've pointed out. He actually, what, what pleases him also happens to be what's best for me. So there's a mm-hmm. some happy self-interest there. Um, but I, I don't like, I, I love him and he loves me. And so why would I, you know, intentionally do something that, mm-hmm. that displeases him? And I think also like another kind of in the same vein is the, the idea of service. Owen has this great um, phrase and I won't get it exactly right on the spot, but he says um, he, he's describing how now as God's uh, adopted children, we, we serve him as sons and not as slaves. Mm. And he says, mm. um, he says slaves take delight in basically freedom from service. Mm. Mm. Whereas sons, take delight in service. Oh, very And so, good. you know, if, uh, if you, if you kidnapped me and I don't know why you would do this, but, but just a <laughs> hypothetical, if you kidnapped me and you forced me to chop wood all day, right. Uh, I would be miserable. I would just be looking for a way to escape. I would hate that. Right. Mm. Um, mm. but one of my favorite things to do on a Saturday at my house is to chop wood all day. So my wife, again, to please her, she loves having a fire in the winter. Like mm-hmm. she will keep that fire in the fireplace burning 24 seven as much as possible. You know, Christmas before the fire, it just, it delights her. Right. And so I love chopping wood. I'll go out in the backyard and chop wood all day, knowing 
this is for my family. Like they're going to, like we will have these memories around the fireplace together. Like my mm. wife is so grateful when we have a fire in the winter. And so, you know, the same action chopping wood done as a slave versus done as a, a family member. Right. And so I think when we really, um, have, uh, received the grace of the Lord Jesus, and we've really, um, believed that God, the father loves us, then, then the service that we do to him isn't, isn't drudgery. It, it's a delight. And so, mm. Those mm. those things have been really helpful, I think, for me practically thinking through, like you said, uh, fighting temptation or, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, being called to serve in ways that, you know, aren't aren't necessarily easy. Um, mm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I love that. I love that illustration. Um, uh, the chopping wood illustration. So very, very, very good. Well, um uh, we need to kind of bring this to a close. And I was thinking um, it would certainly be appropriate, I think, if we if we let John Owen um, uh, have some of the last words, <laughs> not the last words, but you've got a, a, a good chunk of a quote toward the end of the book that I, I think pulls together a lot of the themes uh, in, in the larger book. And uh, I wonder if you'd read that to us, that quote that... Um, uh, I, I'm thinking it's it's towards the end of Owen's book. It's towards the end of your book. But um, uh, I wonder if you'd be willing to read that paragraph for us. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, here, Owen is talking about um, what it's like to experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and so he uh, he imagines the way that a, a a Christian who's been comforted by the Spirit might talk to himself. And he says this. He says, "The world hates me." but my father loves me. Men despise me as a hypocrite, but my father loves me as a child. I am poor in this world, but I have a rich inheritance in the love of my father. I am straightened. We we would say deprived. I'm straightened in all things, but there is bread enough in my father's house. I mourn in secret under the power of my lusts and sin where no eye sees me, but the father sees me and is full of compassion. With a sense of his kindness, which is better than life, I rejoice in tribulation, glory in affliction, triumph as a conqueror. Though I'm killed all the day long, all my sorrows have a bottom that may be fathomed, my trials, bounds that may be compassed. But the breadth and the depth and the height of the love of the Father, who can express? Mm. Amen. Amen. Well... Uh, Mike, thanks for the time. Thanks for serving the body of Christ by helping make this book of John Owens more accessible. You really have accomplished it, I think, of making it very accessible. And this is amazing to me. You not only made it accessible, but you also have motivated me, at least, of, oh, I I, I think I could tackle this big book now. Um, I've got a roadmap that's really helped me. And and when I get really stuck, I, I'll, I'll just call you any time of day. And no, I probably won't do that. I shouldn't do that. And the listeners to this podcast shouldn't do that. But um, no, but I, I really am grateful. I'm, I'm very grateful for Owen's work and your work in helping making that accessible. So thanks so much for all your hard work on that. Oh, praise God. It was, it was really a joy for me. So and thanks, thanks for having me. Great. Well, uh, listeners, thanks again for the time of listening to this podcast. Please visit uh, on on the show notes. I'll have a link to Mike's book and also to this new edition from Crossway of Owen's book. And uh, lots and lots and lots of resources on our cslewisinstitute.org website. Please check it out. 
And may the Lord use all these resources to help you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. 